0: All right, welcome to another episode of Kiwi Scane Stories where neighbors meet neighbors. Today we have we're talking to Jen Carmody. She is a Kiwiscan resident for 16 years and owner of JC Lingles, a language and tutoring company here in the Key. Jen, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us.
1: Hi Alejandro, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Este, you know, when we were having our pre-podcast conversation, you were telling me about your um Very interesting how you started your company. You started with English and now you have many other languages. But um, let's dive right in. Tell us how how did it all start?
1: Okay, good. Uh, Well, I am a teacher. I have my education degree. And when my youngest started kindergarten at the K-8 Center uh, is when I kind of started going back to work. And I was actually a substitute teacher at the K-8 Center for a little while. And when my daughter was in first grade, her first grade teacher, Mr. Tone, uh, her and I were just talking one day and she was said how she gave the suggestion of how I should teach English to adults because it's, it's uh, needed here and a lot of people want it. Um, so that's how I started. I just started teaching adults out of my apartment and um That really led into also tutoring their children as well. So I continued teaching adults English and I eventually hired my first tutor. And I then also helping my students with their English also led to some of them helping me, having me help them with their businesses. So um, now that's something that I really enjoy doing is really helping anyone that is starting a you know, bringing their business from Latin America or Spain to the U.S. market and helping them with all the English and making sure that the English is correct and using the correct business English. So I also provide a service where I am an on-site business English consultant at companies. So I'm actually there and I'm there for all the employees to use. Um, in that situation, I work on a lot of presentations with, with um, the employees, email, build, email templates, literally sit in on meetings and correct English. Um, that's really my method of, of teaching English is that at the adult level, I, we don't concentrate so much on grammar and all of the rules. We really try to, I try to bring it to the focus of more of how you use it in your life now, because you're an adult, you, most of my students have already taken, of course, English classes when they were kids or in college and they've had, they have their level of English, but at this point it's helping them to correct and speak correct English. So that's why it's really useful for me to help people with their businesses because they can really relate the language to their business and how um, the certain things that they should be saying. So yeah, so that's my whole journey through the company. And since I I did start uh, tutoring my students' kids as well, uh, and I hired a a tutor, that part of the business really grew too. So now I have 13 academic tutors, and they are, are both undergraduate and graduate students that are currently at UM, FIU, and Miami Dade Honors. Um, Many of them have been with me for years now. They are super smart, really good at what they do. Um, I think that part of the business really works well because I am a teacher and anytime that they need any help, um, I, I can provide it to them. And That part is very communicative. We're very communicative with the parents. I'm very communicative with my tutors. So I really know what's going on with all of my tutor students. Um, And then I also have a Spanish teacher, a French teacher, and we also have Italian and Portuguese. So that is the whole uh, JC Lingle's language academic tutoring company.
0: I like it. So we're doing... We're teaching languages to adults, kids, and you're also um, helping companies with their English, making sure that their emails are good, that their presentations are good, that everything makes sense and it's it's well written and presented.
1: Yes, exactly. Even editing for websites, um, social media, uh, really anything that the company needs. And that part has been really interesting because I've been doing it for I don't know, probably 4 or 5 years now and I have worked with so many different businesses. So I I, I feel like um I really understand businesses and just how they work and so I bring my education degree in with, you know, my teaching and with that and um, it's it's a it's a really cool opportunity.
0: So what are what are some of the challenges you're seeing that adults are having when it comes to learning English?
1: The biggest challenge that everyone has that lives here and has a level of, of English but comes that that is a Spanish speaker, that Spanish is their first language, is that they don't have the opportunity to practice their English, to actually use their English. And I have a motto, and we say it all the time in my company. When it comes to languages, if you don't use it, you lose it. So it's so important to keep practicing it and to actually be using it. All of my students, when they first start with me, they talk about this block that happens when they go to speak English. And the reason why that block happens where they can't think of the next word, you know, everything is slowed down. And it's because they're just not using their English often, often enough. So that's why that block ha- happens. Practicing the English, um, having conversation English. My students range, you know, I told you how I, I work with a lot of people with their businesses, but I also meet with stay-at-home moms. I have conversational groups where that we just it gives an opportunity for them to just be speaking conversation and, and be practicing their English. And that is so helpful. Um, and then when they're speaking, I'm correcting, I'm right on top of it. Um, I've been doing this long enough that I recognize now what the different, um, why they're making the different mistakes that they're making and everyone's making the same mistakes. And many of it is, is that the English that they're speaking, they are translating, but it doesn't translate correctly into Mm. English. So it's definitely a process where they begin to learn their mistakes and then they correct them. And that's by, you know, really practicing.
0: And you mentioned that you also, at first, it makes sense. It makes sense that you're dealing with a lot of um, uh, stay-at-home moms because especially here in the key, there's a lot of people coming in and out all the time for business. They come here, they're transitioning. There's a lot of Latinos here. I think the last mm-hmm. census shows that it was like 70% Hispanic. Right, so it makes sense that you're dealing with a lot of house moms, and then you also deal with their kids, right? That you were telling me pre, you you were telling me earlier, you're dealing with their kids. What are some of the challenges you're seeing there?
1: The biggest part of our the academic tutoring that the the students need is the math, middle school and high school math for sure. I think that COVID really made a lot of students suffer with math, and there are they are behind. Um, so that's really the bulk, the most of my tutoring is middle school and and high school math. We have all subjects and all levels, um, but that's a big part of it for sure. And, um, I, but also writing, we offer a lot of writing. Um, I have a couple of my tutors that actually work on college essay writing, which is really big. That's, you know, that one big essay you need to write. But also, we we even uh, have writing sessions that we hold on the weekends through Zoom. And um, those have been successful for a while now. Um, so writing is so important for kids to learn. They have to be writing their whole educational career. And it's really important to get them to a good writing level as early as possible. And if they if they miss that part in school for whatever reason, it's very simple to teach the writing process. And once that writing writing process is taught, like it's it is taught through our writing sessions, it makes the frustration level in the kids just decrease, and it makes them more comfortable. And they can really build on their writing. So that's another big part of our our um, our academic tutoring. But like I said, we we do have all grades, and all subjects.
0: What What is the writing process for those that don't know? I don't oh know my gosh. what it is. Well, It's, <laughs> the it's process a process to
1: write. Yeah, it's a process to write. I mean, really, you start with a, just a regurgitation of all of your ideas. So you just want to put all of your ideas on paper. And then from there, you learn how to organize it. Writing is so much organization. It's really, it's a flow. Um, Mm. You know, you start with your main topic for your first sentence, all the way to your conclusion paragraph, you know, conclusion sentence in the very last sentence, and everything that goes in between. And that order and organization is really important.
0: So tell me a little bit more about who you're working with, who are your students look like, who are those kubiskaters?
1: The academic tutoring students are... A lot of like I touched on the the middle school and high school math. Um, those are the kids you know that really need to um, come from behind and catch up. Um, but also a lot of families, of course, move here from other countries, and their kids are entering early elementary, even like first, second, third grade, anywhere in there. And they're they're behind because of the language. And also just because they're starting school right away and the school year has begun already. And so the speed of the classroom is too much for them. And so the academic tutoring really helps them because they can kind of take what they've done in school and break it down and really be able to understand it better through the tutor. Um, And just not feel like so much pressure about, about that because that's tough. You know, that's a big transition for the whole family and the parents also don't understand the school system so well it's all a big transition so that part with the academic tutoring is 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 really helpful for those families but yeah my own students are stay at home mom a ceo of a company an entrepreneur that's beginning a business i feel like i have someone on every level of whatever their need is you know whatever reason that they want to be practicing in in learning their English and improving their English. My French teacher has um, a lot of kids. There's a there's a lot of language schools around. So um, French is one of those uh, languages that are really popular just because the, the, most of the kids here are fluent in Spanish. They're If they're not fluent in their English yet, they're going to be because they're going through the school system. So the parents choose French as being the next language. Um, I have an excellent, excellent, French teacher with a lot of experience, and um, so she really helps a lot of kids with their French and to improve their French. And there's um, high school students that she have has that have to prepare for AP testing, and she can do all of that. She's got all the qualifications. Um, and my Spanish teacher, I have um, both my French and my Spanish teacher teach kids and adults. They do both, um, and. My Spanish teacher helps a lot of the kids that are taking the higher-level Spanish courses, and they need help with, you know, the reading, the writing, and the language, all of it. Same with French. The adults, of course, there are so many people that have moved from New York and California here to this area now, and they want to take the opportunity to learn Spanish and improve their Spanish because they they live somewhere where they can use it. So they've been working for me for years. We do also have Italian, Portuguese. Those are the least common, but we do offer it. All of my teachers teach their first language. That's the requirement. They have college degrees and and teach their, their first language. They're all excellent. I'm super proud. I'm really proud of my whole team. They've really grown the business and they're all just smart. And their students learn. The academic tutors, they raise grades. The language teachers, the, the students learn. I'm just proud of, of who's on my team, and, and they're all amazing people.
0: So you mentioned that um, parents whose kids in, in the family, they speak Spanish and they want to learn another language. They go into French, right? Um, what are the benefits of learning additional languages?
1: I would say the biggest benefit of learning m- multiple languages, especially for kids, is opportunity. Um, you know, a kid that has Spanish, English, and French, they just have, they have a lot more opportunities in, in, in many different ways. Um, uh, especially beyond the fact that their brain is really, uh, taking advantage of learning those languages. And that that's a huge plus for brain development, aging, Learning another language is is one of those benefits when it comes to that for sure. And I think that uh, there are certain people that, and certain kids, both certain kids and certain adults, that really have a language brain. So if you're a parent and you recognize that, I think it's a it's an awesome opportunity that you're giving your child to be able to really, um, you know, take off with yet another language. Because some people, it, some kids can really just learn it faster than other kids. And so if you do recognize that, I suggest that you definitely take advantage of that for sure.
0: Is there anything people can do to help their kids learn languages when they're younger?
1: For the really young little kids, I think a great way to, to work on language is through song and through, through music. Um, even my adult students will tell me that they learned English, some parts of English through songs, you know, through lyrics. So kids and that type of um, uh, music and, and memorization of, of lyrics in a song is really good for them to grasp the different languages, that there are different languages. And it's just a way of that of, uh, an easy way for them to learn a language, a, a, a good, you know, first opportunity
0: okay cool okay. so your pre-podcast when we, we we first met and we were talking about all the things you were doing you wrote a book You're, you were telling yeah. me about your book so tell me about. well
1: it. so the book is is still in the editing process it is going slower than myself and my co-author would like of course um I I co-authored my book with one of my students that has been a student of mine for years. And the reason why I did that is because her and I would discuss the common mistakes. The book's title is No More English Mistakes. So after years of teaching, I know all the mistakes that my students make and it was why why are they making this. So I took all of these common mistakes and put it in a book and she helped me understand why are they making these mistakes? Because she's a Spanish speaker. So she was able to tell me this is a translation mistake. This is a common mistake. And then there's some other aspects of um, the the language that doesn't translate, such as make and do. They don't cr- translate correctly from Spanish to English. So there's a section of the book about that, about that and wh- what phrases are the correct ones for make and do. Um, there's even slang different sayings, which I think is really useful because, um, we use those a lot, especially the teenagers use them. It's nice to see, to see in the book, what these things mean. Um, we have a big section on phrasal verbs that is all in this chart, these chart formations, the English language uses a ton of phrasal verbs, and they almost are slang because they have multiple meanings. Um, so, you know, a car can blow up and a person can blow up. So you need to, you know, it, the the charts are, I use them with my current students as well. Um, they have the 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 actual phrasal verb, the meaning of the phrasal verb, and then a, a sample sentence. So that you can see what you know how they're used, what they mean. Um, that's a big part of the language, um, and and a and a lot more. So it's a it's a small book. It's more like a guidebook. Very easy to read. It's very simple. I wanted it to be super simple. Um, and we are working on it together. We are we are um, self publishing it. So that's. Uh, you know, she's a busy realtor and I'm busy with my company and we, we, the book is in progress and we will be definitely celebrating and letting everyone know when it is out and and out of our hands, (laughs) which we can't wait for, because I think it's going to be very helpful for any foreign language speaking family to have in their homes and just a very simple guide.
0: Please do let us know when it comes out and we'll share. We'll we'll help spread the word.
1: Definitely.
0: You mentioned slang in your, that you have some, um, like a section of the book talking about the slang the kids are using. Do you, is there any, 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 any words out of the top of your head that you can share with us?
1: Well, luckily I have a 13 year old and a 16 year old. So (laughs) I am constantly like, what did you just say? So. It's, of course, just American slang in there. If you, if you think about a group of people that speak the most slang, it's teenagers. Have you heard of lit? Like yes. anything that's lit, that's like exceptional, that's awesome, it's the best, you know, something like that. Um, we have that, you know, in a mm. list form. It's nice. We have the slang and then what it means. Um, I think that's really useful for everyone when it comes to the slang or the phrasal verbs it's great for you just to read it and, and recognize like, Oh, that's what that means. And then maybe try to use it yourself too, you know? So, um, so yeah, I think those are a huge part of English.
0: So what is some of the advice that you give to people so they can learn English?
1: I think that, you know, one of the first, things that come to mind is, and, and one of the reasons why when my daughter's first grade teacher suggested to me, why don't you teach English? And I I, I was like, of course, yes, that makes so much sense. A, a little story about that. When I first moved to Miami and Kibis came, anytime that I met someone new, they would always automatically apologize for their English. They would always say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My English is so bad. I'm so embarrassed about my English. And I actually tell my, my current students this often, I, I will remind them. And I was always like, you know, whenever anyone was apologetic about their English to me, I was like, oh my gosh, don't worry about it. That is English is not your first language. So you're allowed to make mistakes. The biggest thing that is natural it for them when anyone is speaking to me in English and English is not their first language is that they inside feel stupid that's their natural human feeling is that they feel stupid because it's not their first language and maybe they're not speaking it correctly but I always tell my students that there's never ever been one time that myself and probably everyone else, well, maybe a few people that aren't very nice, that I've ever thought in my head, this person is so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm. no, not at all. I've never thought that. So it made me realize, you know, that a big part of me teaching English, what I do is build confidence. And I just encourage and I, I encourage you to go out there and speak English and practice your English. And don't be apologetic for it because you, you can be if you want. But the most important thing is anyone that you're talking to understands that English is not your first language and you're allowed to make mistakes. And that's okay. So my biggest advice is just use it when you can. If you're someone that really wants to practice it and someone that wants to improve your English, then use it. Use it as much as you can and feel good about it. And, and if you don't, Come to me and I will boost your confidence about it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I like it. And it makes sense, yeah. you know, especially here in yeah. Miami. In Miami, Absolutely. I mean, the majority of us English is not our first language, so it's okay. So practice. Yeah. And I, I did I did two years of international relations and I had that. When you were telling me that people apologize for their English, I'm like, relax. It's not my first language, it's not your first language. Just
1: exactly just
0: speak chill yeah
1: exactly I mean I understand it's so Uh natural of course but when I tell that story and I'm talking to my student about it or anyone it makes you realize and it it gives you something to think about
0: so we haven't talked about about your background yet so where are you originally from
1: I am originally from Michigan
0: and what what brought you down to the key
1: Uh, my ex-husband was doing a sports management degree. We were living in Chicago, um, and he transferred to, uh, St. Thomas university and we didn't, we didn't look back. We, we absolutely love Miami. Key Kane is, I think, just a complete paradise. And I feel so fortunate to live here. I love that. I, my kids are surrounded by so many cultures. Um, they're usually one of three Americans in the class, in their classrooms. And I love that. Um, it's a, it's a totally different way than how I was brought up. And I just feel like it's, it's, um, it's got so many benefits to it that I'm so thankful to be here.
0: I know you mentioned you never look back, but do you have family up there or are they all down here?
1: I have some family in Florida, but my immediate family, my brothers and my sister and my parents are all in Michigan. So uh, they come to visit here and there, but we mostly go up to Michigan and, um, and see them. So it's a nice escape from Miami at times, especially in the summer. (laughs)
0: awesome so christmas and uh, thanksgiving or christmas or is there like a family reunion kind of type of year
1: well we yes we usually meet at an uh one place uh during christmas um on the 27th of christmas after christmas is done and we all all 20 of us get together at um a, a location and um we spend New Year's, so we have the Got whole it. week together and it's the best week of the year.
0: Sweet. That's awesome. Now, yeah. At, at the beginning I normally ask an icebreaker, but I didn't I didn't I forgot to ask. So I'm gonna ask you now. So I have
1: okay.
0: I'm gonna ask you, what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given?
1: Work hard, play hard. <laughs> simple. <laughs> and it's very simple. I think that's the, you know. Living life. Definitely work hard. I work hard. I really enjoy my job so much. Um, I'm so happy with my company. I love what I do. And I also love being with my family and friends and enjoying life. So work hard, play hard.
0: Awesome. So now that we are coming to a close, I have a couple of key-scale questions. Now, the two traditional questions we ask here on the show: What is the best part of the key that you like?
1: Hands down the beach. That's why I live here. Um, I, I'm definitely a beach girl. It's great because it looks different every day. Um, I go there for workouts. I go there for walks and I go there just to lay in the sun and enjoy. And, um, I'm, I definitely number one, the beach.
0: Awesome. And how does that perfect weekend look like for you and your family?
1: Oh gosh. Um, a perfect weekend, I would say, is my son, my 16 year old, really enjoys cooking. Mm-hmm. So, hit him on Saturday morning making an amazing breakfast for us, and then spending time at the beach since I am a beach girl. Um, and then maybe ending with one of the local restaurants for a, a nice long dinner. Um, and I walk everywhere. I, I love the fact that we can walk everywhere. Um, so that's that That would wrap it up for me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I, I'm going to put this information in the show notes, like how people can reach you. But tell us what are the best ways for people to reach out to you?
1: Uh, mostly through WhatsApp. You can email me. So you're going to put my email yeah. up there. Um rather than rattle off my phone number right now. So that could really be probably step number one is emailing me and then I'll, I'll reach out and, um, and then we, and then we can continue on with that.
0: Wonderful. Jen, it's been great having you on the show and learning about your business and the importance of learning languages and, and all you're doing here in the key.
1: Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to explain what my company does and, Uh, all of us that are behind it and the passion that we have for teaching so thank you so much